Showtime indeed. Half an OB draft special sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside the guys. Uh, haven't seen you in a couple of months. Hopefully everything's been uh, going well for you guys and had a chance to pay attention to this draft. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to be back with you and the legendary should-be mayor of Chicago, the great Ed Obradovich. I, I got to tell you, you know, uh, looking at this draft, <laughs> the big picture is what we're going to talk a little bit about here uh, at the start, OB. And, you know, when Ryan Poles w- was hired, uh, his mantra was, we're going to take back the North. Well, a lot of things have happened in the last three or four months that have that have given us a, a, a belief that, hey, maybe it could happen sooner rather than later. I uh, agree. Yeah. The, I agree. The, the number one thing to me is that – we have improved the armaments of the offense by the drafting of the huge offensive tackle, Darnell Wright, as our first pick, number 10 overall. Uh, he's a mauler. He's a big guy. We'll talk more about him. The second thing that happened um, is, to me, no Aaron Rodgers in this division changes everything. And number th- uh, number three our schedule this year is unbelievably favorable. That's and the key, that, And I'm telling That's you, the all, all these things are starting to fall into place. The other one is, think about, uh, Andy, we were at $93 million in dead cap last year. And for folks that, I mean, you talk about handcuffing uh, an organization. When Ryan Pace put us in that position where they had to dig out of $93 million in dead cap. That meant you're paying players that aren't aren't playing for you. This year, it's only going to be $23 million. So, with this crop of young athletic draftees, this team should be a lot better, and it should happen pretty quick. Danny, couldn't agree with everything you said. Folks, when you look at what's coming in here to the year 23, you know, where are our needs for the Chicago Bears? How about at every position? Every position. Where is it most important? The offensive line and defensive line. And if you cannot fix it, you are not going to win. You could have the greatest quarterback on planet Earth. You could have Patrick Mahomes. You could have Aaron Rodgers back here. And if they're playing with the five guys that we got, what do you think they're going to do? And what do you think we're going to wind up in this league? Finally, we have somebody... By the name of Poles, our new general manager, that to me, what I've seen in this draft and what he's done in free agency a little bit, bringing in a couple of satisfied, qualified linebackers in free agency, and what he's done in this draft shows me this guy thinks the right way, knows what he's doing. Offensive line and defensive line. Folks, I'm telling you, you are going nowhere in the National Football League if you don't have an offensive line and a defensive line. And I'm talking about quality people, quality players. And we don't have them. That's why we wound up with the worst record in the history of the National Football League last year. Period. That was unbelievable what went on last year. So finally... Poles comes in, makes some changes, get some linebackers in, you know, get some people in moving, get some thoughts. We have the number one draft choice, and what does he do? Why? Because he moves down. Why? 
Because, folks, I'm telling you, there's no super-duper quarterback out there. There's no super-duper defensive lineman, no super-duper offensive lineman. There's nobody that jumps out at you that's worth that pick. So what does he do? He trades down. And who does he go? The Carolina Panthers. And he takes the spur spot. In trading down, he gets the ninth slot, their number one pick. He also gets the number one pick. In the 24 draft from them, and he also gets the in the 20 year 25 their second round draft pick. But the most important thing that he did, DJ Moore, he's a receiver for the Carolina Panthers right now. Right now, as I'm speaking, he's a better receiver than anybody we have on our team. Anybody. And we do have some people that I think are some pretty good receivers. Daryl Mooney, I think he can break your heart. If, if you use them in a proper way, Clay, uh, Claypool, big receiver, a good tight end, and Cole Komet, and now we bring D.J. Moore in, who's got great speed and great quickness, and the most important thing I know about this kid, he's got separate, separation. And when you're a receiver in this league, if you can't separate, you're not playing in this league, and he's got it. So I think I'm really happy with what we're, where we are receiver-wise I think I run with Khalil. I think our running backs are okay. Where does it help? How do we get to the Super Bowl? Offensive line and defensive line. And they addressed it with Wright and Dex in the first round and Dexter defensive tackle in the second round. Now, what Dan had mentioned earlier, and which I had brought up last Tuesday when I was with Wendy Schneider on her show, folks, us having that worst record, that gives us, which should, which should happen this year, we should have the easiest schedule in the National Football League. And what they have done in the draft so far, I think, is a triple A. I believe in what Poles has done in trading down, getting the big tackle, giving some help on the offensive line, and hopefully during this second year to third year, our quarterback can grow up a little bit understand the game a little bit more. And by that, I mean the passing game. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. We've got a few more draft picks to get here. But I like our situation. I like our receivers. I like our running backs. And I think our offensive line is going to get a lot better and our defensive line and those two linebackers we brought in and with Sanborn coming back at middle linebacker, and if if I if it the schedule breaks the way I think it's going to break, I'm really looking forward to this year because guess what, I'm going to say it. I think we've got a chance, Danny. If this can work out, if these kids can meet the hype, I'm talking about our draft picks and the trades and free agents guys that came in. If they can meet their hype, and we can understand a passing game in the National Football League, and protect our quarterback. And get that kid so he understands the passing game. I think we've got a shot at this. I really do. I'm very optimistic, Danny. Awesome. We'll get more of that optimism coming up in just a moment. We have to take our first time out here on the Happen OB Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. They're about midway through the sixth round. The Bears do not have a pick in the sixth. They have a couple more in the seventh. We'll go through what they did uh, the last couple of days and uh, get the guys' thoughts about some of the draft picks as well. We'll do that and more coming up here on 720 WGN. He is a he's a nasty dude who when you watch the tape and be like, all right, we gotta play the Bears next week, you go, okay, like this is gonna be a long day. 
Capital B Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside the guys. That is Ryan Poles talking about the first-round draft choice of the Bears. Darnell Wright, they traded down one to get him at number 10. And uh, from all accounts, this is a, a kid that is he's massive and hard to move. Well, he, he checks all the boxes. And the one thing I like about him, hey, you know, look, you hit it right on the head, OB. You know, I, when I was talking about uh, helping Justin Fields become more successful. And how do you do that? With better protection and better weapons on the outside. Getting DJ Moore is a huge stride. Big. Help upgrading the outside, Darnell Mooney coming back. He should be as good or better than ever. But it's about the protection. Darnell Wright at right tackle is a guy that you can say the next 12 years, you don't have to worry about that spot. He will own it and control it. And when we're playing the Minnesota Vikings, or the they're going to know that is somebody they're going to have to deal with. You know, Detroit, they have spent an awful lot of, of uh, talent uh, wise on upgrading their defensive line and that was one of the reasons why they you know all of a sudden popped last year and came out of nowhere well guess what you're gonna have to be able to match up with those those pass rushers well this helps us and when you combine him with the signing of nate uh, um uh, what's the big nate davis the big offensive guard that we signed from tennessee you're going to have some maulers on the right side of the football. Cody White here, I was with two nights ago at the draft. He is uh, back 100%, and he will be your starting center this year. No more Sam Mustafer. So all of a sudden, you have upgraded the talent level and your expectations on the offensive line by the selection of Darnell Wright. Dan, let me tell you, let me jump ahead a little bit on that too. If we don't have polls, and you go back through the history of our general managers, especially Pace, they're a disgrace. This kid stepped up to the plate, and that move from giving up our the, the number one pick in the whole league and trading down and picking the people that he picked, I think is brilliant. And again, I mean brilliant, the move that he made. Well, it tells you two things. Number one, that none of these quarterbacks – can threaten the position of Justin Fields. Justin Fields now, it's bona fide. They could have got anybody they wanted, but they decided Justin Fields is better than anybody, so let's trade down and help protect him. Now think about this, OB. I went back and looked. Over the last two seasons that Justin Fields has been the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. There's been great, you know, optimistic uh, uh, performances here and there, but then there's a, a lot of question marks. But a lot of that is about 125 catastrophe plays. What is that? Well, those are 91 quarterback sacks that he has endured over the two seasons. I think 19 interceptions and I think 13 fumbles. So you put those 125, you know, catastrophe plays in in, in a box and you say, okay, if we can eliminate half of those by better protection, better receiving, better uh, uh, management of the offense and the game plan, you're going to, Justin Fields is going to just jump off the charts with his level of improvement. But one thing we I think I think a lot of the listeners would like to uh, have us address there was a player in this draft that a lot of people suspected or uh, pro- projected I guess 
would be the the best player in the draft. And he was a big defensive tackle by the name of Jalen Carter. From Georgia. From Georgia. And I got to tell you, there's a reason why Ryan Poles turned his back on that option. He could be, Hey, Jalen Carter may become a, a, a hell of a player. I don't think he will. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of reasons. You know, if, if somebody tells you who they are, you need to listen. And he has told, uh, you know, the, the world of football that maybe he he doesn't have his mind made up on being the best player he can be. He showed up, you know, at the at the uh, pro day Danny, and couldn't even finish he, drills. Yeah, he couldn't even uh, – on pro day, folks, where your the scouts get a look at you, you know, you're done with college and you come in, he couldn't even finish a workout. It looked to me like, you know, at some point you have to think, you know, what 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 were you thinking? You know, he put on 20, 30 pounds, looks like he'd been eating with Stacey Abrams and having a good time. But at the end of the day, Jalen Carter would have just made a mockery of the head coach, Matt Eberflus's, you know, principles of hits, which is hustle, intensity, takeaways, and smart. Smart. Well... Could he have? I didn't see any hustle. I didn't see any, any intensity. I didn't see any smarts when I watched him in the two playoff games. So, I think Poles was a mastermind when he traded out and and got the ninth pick, and then he did it again when Carter was still available. He traded that pick to the Eagles and got out of the way and let the Eagles commit the the pick to Jalen Carter. And we'll watch and see what happens over the the next, you know, ten years. But at the end of the day, the drafting of Darnell Wright is cementing your offensive line. You've got a cornerstone now. Now think about this, folks. When we won the Super Bowl, it wasn't a mystery. There was a there was a lot of reasons. We had, I think, eleven first round draft picks start that game. Eleven of them. But two of the uh, first-round draft picks were our two offensive tackles, Jimbo Covert on the left and Keith Van Horn on the right. And that was where that offense was built, of course, with the great you know Walter Payton. But you, if your tackles are dominant, you can patch a lot of holes other places. Well, Danny, uh, there, uh, there, I, can't, I can't argue with you on that one, but I'll tell you what. I I want we have a quarterback here that I don't know and I know you think he's a franchise quarterback and the majority of people out there but Danny his first two years here the guy cannot complete it he hasn't completed a season yet okay and why because he's got hurt why do he get hurt he runs with the football and when I see it's third down and six yards to go we're in the fourth quarter and we're losing. And what does what does our genius coach do? They send in a designated running play for our quarterback. And as the season went on, Dan, and you know damn well what I'm talking about. About halfway through the season, game after game, there were more designated run plays set in than there were designated passing plays. And folks, where are you going if you have a game plan like that? Game after game in the National Football League, you are going nowhere. And I, I you know what? Some somewhere along here, two years now we're going into the third year. Somewhere Justin Fields has got to step up to the plate himself, and he's got to set the standard. He's got to be the mover. He's got to be the motivator. He's got to be the doer that gets everything done. 
Okay? You can't wait for everybody else. If you're as good as people say that you are, then, buddy, start showing up and start getting it done. Yeah, the excuses are starting to dwindle because they're going out and getting guys that, for him. It's enough already. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Especially the last game of the year he could have played, and what they do, they had him in street clothes. Yep. you got to be kidding me. Yep. All right, we'll take a time out here for the news, and we'll come back and we'll go through the uh, round two, three, and four. And number five, the Bears do not have a pick in six. They have two picks in seven. And the draft is still going on, some by Some good the way. stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah, Grab some, some offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in the seventh round, apparently. The Happen OB Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Into the newsroom with Kevin Wells. He was excited. Uh, Allen got the first two last year. So those coaches, they understand how, how this goes. And, you know, the board usually kind of speaks to who goes first and how, how it unfolds. So... Um, he was excited. Flus was excited. This was a space we wanted to continue to add. Channel manager Ryan Poles. Defensive folks a little happy after the second round. Happen OB draft special sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside with the guys here as we break down the Bears draft, which will still be going on. Round six is still happening in the NFL. The Bears have two more picks today. That will be the first pick in the seventh round and the second to last pick of the entire draft. So there's a couple more picks. Still so not Mr. Irrelevant, it's Mr. Mr. Who Cares. It's Mr. <laughs> I was going to be irrelevant, but now someone got drafted below me. Hey, I'd like to have that Mr. Irrelevant. 49ers, Mr. Irrelevant. That's right, Brock Purdy. Yeah. You got it, the quarterback. You kidding me? Did a nice job. All right, so we broke down the first round draft choice. So let's go into the second round because it was interesting that they, they did make another trade during that second round. And... They got uh, Jervon Dexter Sr., who is a defensive lineman out of Florida, and also uh, an active cornerback out of Miami, Tyreek Stevenson. So they went Gator, Hurricane, back-to-back in that second round. All right, uh, Jervon Dexter is a very exciting prospect in my mind. He, he, You know, when they came in last year talking about Eberflus and uh, uh, Poles, they were talking about a certain type of athlete. Now, you know... Not every player that's 6'6", 300 pounds is going to be an all-pro, but but it sure gives you a great start on it. And we didn't have, you know, a lot of those good-looking athletes. And when you look at, you know, Darnell Wright at 6'6", 335 pounds, and now Javon Dexter, I think he's 6'6", 330. I mean, these guys, when you see them come out of the locker room, you know, hopefully somebody's going to start taking notice. But at the end of the day, he was, you know, pretty good against the run, but he has a great upside on the abilities that you look for to become a great pass rusher. You know, long arms and long legs, long jointed, and be able to get some bend and, and turn the corner on the offensive line and start collapsing the pocket. And one of the things that I was wondering, you know, our defensive ends, last year they were just – it was awful. And Mohammed was, you know, pretty much a starter the entire season and game after game after game. It was, he was a, such a glaring, you know, weakness. We had to upgrade that position. Well, they went and signed Demarcus Walker from the Titans to basically man, I think the, uh, the, the starting right defensive end position, which will be a huge upgrade, but. Uh, Javon Dexter, OB, to me, is one of those kind of tackles that you look at saying, hey, this guy, the sky's the limit if he can just become a much better proficient pass rusher, something that he wasn't able to do in college. And i got to tell you, I'm watching the coaching level of some of the teams in the NFL, 
And I'm thinking, what are they doing? What are they thinking? Because it, it, I don't think there's great coach. Well, I'm pretty sure maybe the coaching in Florida may not be what it, everybody thinks it, it is. And that, you know, there is a whole new dimension to Dexter's game if he can become, you know, tutored in a lot of the important things. One thing that really played against him, something you talk about all the time, OB, is he doesn't come off the ball with the snap. He's a, just a, a, a split second late, but that can be worked on. That can be drilled. That can be developed with a great coach and, you know, countless, countless plays in practice. There's no question about it, Danny, what you just said. Getting off the ball. And, and when you're a defensive lineman, obviously you don't know the snap count, but the fact of the matter is that ball, if you're a defensive tackle or inside man and I man, uh, the technique three, whatever you want to call them these days. Everything's got to have some kind of a technical name to it. Guy's a defensive tackle, okay? He's what? Maybe a foot away from that ball? Foot and a half? That's how far he is from it? And Danny, all he's got to do is keep one eye and just watch it and go off that first step, stay low, lower that shoulder, go half man in, half man out, and then make your moves. If you cannot, on a snap of the ball, stand straight up. And how many times last year, guys, did we say, you know, what do I think? What do these guys want to be? The tallest defensive line in the league? Snap of the ball? Our four guys stood straight up straight in the up. air. It Could not off. get off the line of scrimmage, folks. And for you people that really watch it hard and try to understand it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. We had no penetration. None. Not We had the blitz, a safety blitz or a corner blitz or a linebacker blitz. Or some line tricks. Yet, and that very seldom happened. Last year was an absolute disaster. And again, our record showed it. The worst in the history of the National Football League. And now, from what I see, Danny, what you're talking about with Gravon, Dexter, and Wright, our offense, a new offensive tackle, and a, and a philosophy change, and I hope our quarterback grows up a little bit more, and our scheduling... Danny, I'm telling you something. I'm excited about this year. And has this happened before? Yeah. Does it happen too often? No. When you're bad, you're bad. But I'll tell you what, what Poles has done, what he's pulled off, Dan, I'll tell you, that's a triple-A plus as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And a lot of these players coming out in the draft, they you get comps. You know, well, we project them to be like this player or that player. Guess who the player that this – uh, Javon Dexter is comped with OB. Who was the player that I said I would love to see the Bears trade that number one pick and get from Indianapolis? DeForest Buckner. He is the, the game wrecker, defensive tackle, 6'6, 320 pounds. I think that, he's 6'8, isn't he? Well, no, he's, I think he's 6'6. Six, six. Either way, he's a mammoth, mammoth human being that has great technique, great ball skills, and they project Javon Dexter to become another player in that mold. Now, the, um, Who's got to do it, Dan? The D-line coach. Travis Smith. And you know what? Travis Smith, his performance last year as a defensive line coach did nothing to make me believe that, you know, it's going to be... minus. Yeah. It, 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 there was no big uh, overnight sensations coming out of the defensive line last year. But 
getting to the second second round pick, um, Tyreek Stevenson. He's a big physical corner from uh, Miami, six foot, a little over six foot, two hundred pounds, but. He is a boundary corner, a big, strong guy that likes to walk up, jam, and reroute receivers, which is so important in today's game. Now, last last year, Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon, Kyler Gordon was our second-round pick last year. He had some rough goes at it early in the season, but got better. But he is not the physical type of corner that ideally you would have as a boundary corner. So... I'm looking at Tyreek Stevenson being brought in. If he does develop, he could start, and you can move Kyler Gordon to the nickel. And, man, now you're talking about three guys, three cats that can cover. Well, Danny, with the new additions we're talking about, and to talk on the plus side, so Gervon Dexter, let's hope he comes through, Dan. Let's hope, And that would be a big plus. Our two linebackers we got in free agency – that's a big plus. Trumaine Edmonds. And our defensive backs last year, that we kept Gordon, and the rest of them, they came through. I was very proud of them, what they did. And I think our defense can be better. The scheming has to be better, Danny. We need more line, defensive line tricks. We need more over and under shifting of the defensive line instead of sitting there like ducks in the water. Move that defensive line, strong side, weak side, and come with blitzes. Why? Because we really don't have 11 guys that can dominate and dominate you. But what you can do, you can be smart about it and take what you have and create a defense, a blitzing defense that goes after people. Instead of getting it shoved down your throat, you shove it down their throats. And there's things you could do, again, with line tricks, blitzes with linebackers, you're strong and weak safety and corner blitzes. Go after people this year. What did we do last year? None of it. None of it. And we got pounded. All right, we'll take a quick time out here. We've uh, gotten through the first two rounds, and we'll get to round three and four when we come back from this quick time out here. Again, the draft's still going on. They're uh, 27 picks into the sixth round. The Bears will be picking again in the seventh round. You know, just real quickly yep. here. I, I, Danny, I, correct me on this if I'm wrong here. I think in the team last year, and I believe it was five games, we gave up over 200 yards rushing, 200 yards rushing five different times. In other words, you're just getting slammed around like a bunch of bad little doggies. Trampled. Okay? Five times over 200 yards. And, and going back and looking at that, and I think Danny brought this up, that hasn't happened since 1959. And you think we don't have a problem? Well, thank God we got polls right now. I tell you what, everything that he has done so far, Danny, I really like. Finally, I think we've got somebody in that front office that knows what the hell they're doing and how to get it done. Well, in this draft, the old mantra, you win in the trenches, he's following it to a T. Happen Obi Draft Special is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. More coming up here on 720 WGN. I can be like one of the greatest if I check all my boxes. If I do everything right, and I know I will, I can be one of the greats. I'm not holding that back. I'm I'm so for real. Like if I check all the boxes, and when I do check all the boxes, I promise you, I'm going to be the best defensive interior tackle. The words there of Zach Pickens, the Bears' third round draft choice out of South Carolina. No. Half an OB draft special sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at no. ChevyDriveChicago.com. 
Oh, oh boy. my God. We got a bunch of boxes His to check. His mouth arrives before he does, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he's everybody's got, a scaredy, buddy. Yeah, he's got two A's in his name. Maybe he he thinks oh. he's an AA player. <laughs> so Zach Pickens was the third uh, the third round, sixty fourth pick overall out of South Carolina. Six four, three hundred pounds. Uh, he's got some explosive abilities. Um, you know, everybody's looking for an after air, that statement. He yeah, better have. He better, yeah. <laughs> but. Unlike uh, Javon Dexter, who has struggled, you know, with some of the nuances of, like, you know, getting off on the snap, staying low, this kid, he gets it. And, you know, he had been projected in certain mock drafts to go much higher, but they said he wasn't big enough. He's 6'4", 300 pounds. That's, that's plenty big. But he has that that ability you know, Tommy Harris was a was a pretty good player for the Bears, you know, a decade ago at the three technique. And that's what this defense is covered to. They're, they're looking for. And this kid, he's got a chance to not only help, but help a lot. And uh, what is it? Uh, Justin Jones is the kid they signed last year that was, you know, spotty at best. But he had no help, Dan. No, he didn't. He but, had no help. But... Zach Pickens, to me, is a kid that has a chance because he understands the game, how important leverage and, and get off and the first step, all those things that you look around the league. You know, Eddie Goldman, he never even got off the ball. He had a horrible stance. He wouldn't even get off. The, and everybody thought that he was a, a moderately good player. But this kid, completely different. He has, you know, the quicks to get off. He should help and it should help a lot. Well, I, I I I hope what you're saying is correct, but when you got some somebody talking like that coming out of college, I got to tell you, son, you got a rude awakening coming. Yeah, rude awakening, young man. Well, yeah, good. He got a little self confidence, right? Yeah, he's but he's checking the boxes. We'll continue to check those boxes and make sure those boxes are checked for him as we go along here. All right, let's move to the fourth round. A couple of picks uh, for the Bears there in the fourth round. Uh, they had the 115th overall selection in the round, and Rashawn Johnson from Texas, the running back who was backing up B. John Robinson most of the year, and then B. John Robinson got hurt. And Johnson came in there and did a pretty good job. Right, and, you know, he's out of a, the, the Texas offense, which is an RPO, and so he's he is built – for this offense, you know, the zone stretch that we are pretty much morphing into with uh, Justin Fields. All that being said, you know, Robinson was a first-round pick. Went to New Orleans, what, number five or six, yeah. seven, something like that? that so, I mean, obviously, you know, a, a premium talent. Well, Rashawn Johnson was his backup. And what i found out about him when i i made a call to some buddies from texas that he probably was the best like player on the football team he's one of those guys that's the first one in the last one out will outwork you 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 put him on special teams he doesn't complain or or, or kipe about it he will do whatever they ask him to do and you can't have enough players like that especially you know in the nfl where you're looking for this type of you know talent to be able to cover kicks on on punts and 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 kickoff return and all the different aspects that he can contribute to. Now remember, 
David Montgomery is gone. He's in Detroit now. So he, Rashawn Johnson will be splitting time with, if he gets time and earns the, uh, the playing time with Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman. So, you know, there, there will be some, some opportunity for him, but I think he is going to be a, a big hit on special teams. Well, Danny, uh, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, uh, I, I could not believe, as a matter of fact, what went on when we let our kid go to Detroit. Unbelievable. You don't let a football player like that get out of your house. You just don't. And, and this kid here, it's, you know what? He's, I don't know. I don't know that much about him, Danny. Uh, and I hope the kid can fit in. Uh, I, I, obviously, he's not a blazing runner. You know, he's, he's, uh, I think he's an average kid. And what I would like to see him take, instead of using this at a running back, take a guess, take a run at another offensive lineman. Take a shot. Come on, we've got, what, 10, 11 draft choices? Take a shot. That's our number one need is our offensive line, defensive line. And the actual number one need is our offensive line. And to pick somebody like that at a running back at that particular time, I think it would be better off, Dan, if they'd have went after an offensive lineman. You mean to tell me all the junior colleges, colleges and universities in the United States, and we can't find one other offensive lineman, and you got to go after a back who is questionable? Remember I don't, what we I had don't to, like to pick. You remember we had to sign Michael Schofield off the street uh, in training camp. And he wound up playing probably starting yeah. over half the games. So yeah. So but here's the deal: we got him now. Can't can't change it. And well, I'm saying it's a philosophy, Dan. And 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 you're asking my opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. My God, it's right in front of you. We got a a supposedly a franchise quarterback, and the kid's been getting killed for two years. Not only getting sacked, running for his life. But how about Getsy, our offensive coordinator, sending plays in that are absolutely beyond stupid? In other words, designated running plays. He's an offensive quarterback. What does he do? He throws the football. He plays in a league that is a throwing league. And we're sending in designated running plays. We need offensive help, pal. Well, I thought you had Ryan Poles for commissioner five minutes ago. <laughs> I No, I did. And I do. I'm just saying. This, this particular you're asking opinion. my opinion on this particular situation, and I'm giving you my opinion. Maybe he's going to be. Have went to an offensive line. Maybe he's huh? going to be a great blitz pickup guy. You never think of that, huh? Maybe he's going to be a lot better than Khalil Herbert at blitz pickup. You the, think about that? If we got Khalil Herbert to pick up a blitzing lineman, and he's our offensive running back to get us first downs and come out of the backfield and catch. We got the whole wrong system, period. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? All right, we'll talk about Tyler Scott, the, the second, fourth-round pick of the Bears, coming up in just a moment. I'm real excited about this one. We need to uh, take a time off for the news. Happen OB's draft special is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. You know, just being a part of that offense is not going to be fun. Um, they have you know a lot of great receivers on you know on the staff as well on the team as well, and so uh, like I said, just ready uh, to to get in and put my foot in the door and be a part. That's the voice of Tyler Scott, fourth round choice of the Bears out of Cincinnati, wide receiver, happen to be draft special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That's where we pick things up. Uh, the second, fourth round pick, and that was Tyler Scott. The, uh, well, he checks some boxes. He as does, well. doesn't he? And he didn't even talk I, about him. They, you know, and you just brought this up. The last game the Bears won last year, OB, 
It was a Monday nighter at New England. It was October 24th. Now think about that. And what happened after that game that basically set us on that downward spiral? A number of things. One being the loss of Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, even though statistically wasn't like, you know, leading the league in a bunch, he was a difference maker, a factor that defenses had to adjust to. He had, he had to be accountable for. Exactly. And Absolutely. When he, and when he went down with his speed, which you rave about all the time, there was a huge hole. Claypool couldn't fill it. EQ St. Brown, Pettis, none of them could fill that spot. D.J. Moore. The new kid we got? Well, but but see, in my mind, DJ Moore is going to be designated number one. Now, Mooney will be number two. But if Mooney gets nicked up, who, who you got? This kid that we drafted at the 133rd pick is Tyler Scott, a wide receiver, Cincinnati. Not that big. He's like 5'9", 175 pounds. But he has Darnell Mooney speed. He's got four Point three two speed in the 40. And nobody else on the team, other than Mooney, can even get close to that. But here's the thing that jumps out at me, Andy. You we are all, you know, if you got a plotting offense, you know, the 49ers, you know, we were talking about them, and they got things going, even with uh, Brock, their, their rookie court, they would kind of just beat you to death, three, eight yards a, a play, but... How nice is it for you to have a, a home run threat? Maybe two, maybe three of them. With Mooney, Moore, and even this kid, Tyler Scott, now you're going to be you know, getting separation. You're going to be making people defend the entire field. He scored nine touchdowns last year for the Cincinnati uh, offense. All nine of those averaged a score of 45 yards apiece. Now, think about that. If he caught a couple of 20s in there, that means there's some 60, 70-yard touchdown uh, plays. So, yes, this is a home run threat. I'm tickled to death with the acquisition of him. Well, a couple other things about him, Danny. Okay, in three years, folks, in three years playing at Cincinnati, he only missed one game. He only missed one game. And, Danny, you're talking about his catches – how many he's had in his college career? He averaged, folks, almost 45 yards a catch. 44.6 yards per catch in three yards, and he only missed one game. Only missed one game. And, and what do we need? Those are the kind of people. We need the Moonies. We need this kid. We need Cole Komet. We need Claypool. We need these people because it's a passing league. And what we've got to do is our quarterback's got to grow up. Our our offensive coordinator has got to understand a little bit more about what's going on in this game. And because I think we're going to have the easiest schedule in the league and what Poles has done, I think we've really got a legitimate shot, folks. I know it may sound a little crazy, but I'm telling you, I like what I see. And if this kid can come, uh, Tyler Scott can come through for us. Again, 44 point. that's what he averaged, a catch. No, and he that, played three years and just missed one game, folks. How good is that? How good of a draft is that? And if we can put it to use in our passing game, wow, with the people that we have, we don't need anything more. We just got to get smarter. Our coaches got to get smarter. That's what we need to have happen. And on point, we're talking about Luke Getze. And you bet we are. And 
Uh, Tyke Terrell. Tyke Terrell is the wide receiver coach that also has the title of passing game coordinator. Okay, late in the year, you, we let's go back and, and look a little bit about what happened and led us to why it happened. You know, when Mooney went down, everything changed on offense. Everybody started, you know, getting up, jamming our big, slow receivers, and then blitzing, creating situations where Justin Fields didn't have enough time to make decisions and get the ball out. So they're not, they're not going to let you do what you want to do. You got to make, you got to assert your will. And how do you do it? By having a full complement of receivers capable of stretching and scaring and backing off. The defense and the scheme of things, Danny. But, but each each pass play has a scheme to it. So when ours, we don't. No, and, and a game. Uh, there's a difference between calling plays and a game plan. There you go. A game plan is a you know systematic exploration of their defensive weaknesses. Defensive weaknesses. They're getting paid just like you are. But there's some weaknesses. The smart ones are able to manipulate the defense. Now, that being said, Luke Getze, whether by hook or crook, he he basically stumbled into the old, oh, we'll just send in a run and play. Justin will go 80 yards for a touchdown. Because very few other options were working. And instead of trying to continue and explore those and 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 practice it. Yeah, and, like throw it to your tight end. Exactly. But, oh, it became easy for him just to call the quarterback keeper. And guess what? How long did it take defenses to figure it out, OB? About three quarters. And then, boom, here they come with a spy or even two, two spies. And so, at the end of the day, the arraignment of all these receivers in a proper uh, passing schematic will give us an opportunity to see Justin Fields develop and be able to have the protection to throw the ball down the field. You know what? what one, I'd like to ask Poles one question. And, and again, when I, and I mentioned, used the word brilliant. When he made that move, when we had the number one pick and he made the move with Carolina and we moved down to the ninth round and we got their number one pick. But I'm going to tell you, I got for some reason, Danny, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, DJ Moore, how the hell could they let this kid go? But anyways, whatever he did, and I, my question to Poles would be, was that the key for you making this trade? Was J.D. Moore, was he the reason why you made this trade? And I'm going to tell you, folks, wait till you see this kid play football in an offensive scheme, in an offensive passing game. And when I tell you, Cole Komet is a quality tight end, and he can loosen up things over the middle. And we got Mooney who can fly down the field. We got J.D. Moore now. He can get separate. Pardon? DJ. I mean, DJ Moore. He can fly around the field, get separation, he can catch the football, and he plays the game. He doesn't get hurt. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm really looking forward to this. And I'm hoping that Getsy, my God, please grow up, understand this game, and our quarterback grow up. It's enough of running. Enough of designated runs. We've seen enough of your running. We've seen enough of the schemes of designated runs. Now let's see the schemes of a passing game, of a legitimate passing game. And don't tell me, there. I don't want to hear any excuses. We've got quality people right now, right now, that are receivers. we got a big tackle 
right offensive tackle that's coming in. They're moving the kid over the center. I'm going to tell you what, I really like the situation, Danny, but they got to utilize the passing game, and we've got the people to do it. They just got to understand as a coaching staff, this is how you win. This is how you win a world championship. Not by running your quarterback every quarter in every game, 17 games. It's not going to work. He's going to get hurt and he's going to go down. Well, hopefully that will not happen. We will develop an offensive passing game this year. And remember, happiness comes in the door you thought you locked. (laughs) I like that. I'll write that one down. T shirt, right? Uh, it just reminded me of when you were talking about how big a geniuses our offensive coaches are. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ampen- we're like, okay. Uh, the Hampton OB Draft Special is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDraftChicago.com. You know the Bear coaches taped this show. They of love course. It. It's motivation, right? It's a, it's a bull, well, bull guess what? More, to come. More to come. <laughs> We'll talk about the Bears' fifth-round selections. They had a couple of them here in the fifth round today. Uh, the draft is winding down to the sixth round. The Bears have two more picks today as well. I'm going to tell you what. If this coaching staff, <laughs> after what I've seen so far with this draft, which I think is terrific, basically all the way around, and if they can't figure out a way with what they have now and what Poles is brought in here, and, and with the schedule, that's probably going to be the easiest to lead. And if these guys stumble, bumble, and fumble around like a bunch of idiots, I'll tell you what. Danny, it uh, all hell's going to break loose. Believe me, it will. Mm-hmm. My God, you've got a, kind of a nice nucleus right now, and and everything around it is good. Our schedule, all of that, and there's possibly a chance, especially with Aaron Rodgers out of here, we've got a better chance, even that, on top of it. Okay? So, Bears, take advantage of it. Coaches, <laughs> come on. Take do the back job. your brains. Do the damn <laughs> job you're getting paid to do. My God! All right, we're going to do the job we're getting paid to do right here, and that's take a quick time out. It's the Hampton OB's Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. I'll say as a player, I bring physicality. I'm a, phys- I'm a physical corner. Uh, I'm going to set the tone. I'm um, going to do my job, and I'm going to be disciplined. And as a player, I mean, off the field, uh, I'm just a mature young man. Uh, I'm very disciplined on and off the field. So <laughs> you're just getting a high-character guy. Hampton will be draft special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. At the voice of Terrell Smith, one of the fifth-round picks of the Bears, a cornerback out of Minnesota. And uh, Bears actually have just picked their first pick in the seventh round. They have taken Travis Bell, a defensive tackle from Kennesaw State. We'll get you more on him coming up here in just a few moments. But we're going to get back into the, to the fifth round. Um, well, we may as well start with Smith since we just heard from him. He was the second of the two fifth-round picks, uh, again, the cornerback out of Minnesota. Well, and, and you know what? It, it's kind of easy for me at times to say, fifth-round pick, who cares? Guess what? Braxton Jones started every game at left tackle last year. He was a fifth-round draft pick. So don't minimize the ability of Ryan Poles to find some some players later on down in the later rounds. Uh, Again, you can never have enough defensive backs. You can never have enough pass rushers. And at some point, you got to start thinking that our secondary, yeah, we, we, we looked at the defensive line, you know, really hard last year, this offseason. We've made some upgrades. We've got two, uh, you know, draft picks, a second and a third round pick, Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens. Don't forget DeMarcus Walker was signed, a free agent from uh, Tennessee. 
a pretty darn good player, physical player. All these guys, they're big 6'5", 6'6", 300-pound physical players. All that being said, you know, at, at some point, you got to think that the defensive line just by happenstance will get better. How much better? Travis Smith, the defensive line coach, hopefully – he will do a lot better job of development this year. But just think about this, Andy. You always think about the defensive front and the back seven. Think about our back seven. Tremaine Edmonds was an all-pro middle linebacker we signed from Buffalo Bills. Saw him the other night. I looked him dead in the eye. I mean, he's as tall as I am, probably 250. I mean, he's a he's a terrific player, a terrific player. Uh, Edmonds, the kid from Philadelphia, obviously a uh, very accomplished player. He's from Wisconsin, isn't he? Yeah. And then, of course, Sanborn. Jack Sanborn will be back. He'll probably be the Sam. But, you know, so much of the time we are going with a four-man line, two linebackers, and five defensive backs. Now, that being said, you look at these corners – they're all six foot or more. They're all almost 200 pounds or more. They're phys- physical players that will be very, very important as far as being able to stop the run as well as their coverage. But all that being said, think about with Jalen Johnson and, and you know, uh, Eddie Jackson had a better year last year. Uh, 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 Brisker. Who I thought you know he was an all rookie uh, a player last year. So the back seven, the back seven is going to be real good. There's no real question good. about it. You're yeah. Right. So we just yeah I mean just some you know a couple of breakthroughs on the front and now we got a defense that we can go into games thinking we don't have to score forty. Danny and and yep what you're talking about is, is spot on. I mean we have some talent back there now, especially bringing in those two linebackers, and the key. What you've got to do, our defensive coordinator, Alanko, you've got to be creative. You just can't stand. If you folks remember the last, I couldn't tell you how many years, and especially last year, what did you see our defense do week after week? What did they do? Did you watch the defensive line? Any kind of a movement? Did you did we blitz? Did we have a middle linebacker? Did we have strong weak side safety blitzes? Did we have Sam blitz? I mean, we did nothing. Nothing, folks. Game after game. Think about what I'm telling you. Think about, excuse me, what I'm saying. Think about what I'm saying. And offensively, what did we do? Created plays for our quarterback to run. Really? Our receivers, what? Do any of them make anything or anybody do anything? Anybody catch an inordinate amount of passes, an inordinate amount of yardage? We did nothing. Think about what I'm saying, and think about defensively what I'm saying. It's the scheme of things. It's the mental aspect of the game. And what I'm saying is, with this new talent that we've got here, and I kind of really like everything pretty darn much so far, Danny, and I'm going to tell you something. And again, not to talk in circles here, but what the schedule that we're going to get, or if it's already out, I'm telling you something. I'm looking forward to this, but it has the philosophy has to change. We can't sit and let an offense dictate to what the hell is going to happen to us. We've got to dictate to the offense, and our offense, you got to attack downfield. It's simple, and if we don't, you're going to see the same damn thing you saw last year, the year before, and the year before. If we're not going to be aggressive with this new talent that we've got, 
and what they've been waiting for, especially on the offensive line, then my God, what is the heck is going on here? We have one more guy to talk about. Uh, I don't want to squeeze him in here too much because uh, we're running up against time here, but Noah Sewell is a linebacker that they got out of uh, Oregon as well. A uh, 6'1 guy, about 250. And again, you know, you don't know what you're getting as far as a Pac-12 kind of a uh, offensive, the schemes that they're going against offensively in the Pac-12. Don't know much about him. Obviously, uh, you know, he, he may be, the, you know, the 44th, 45th guy on the roster, cover kicks. Because, you know, the way I look at it right now, our linebacker core is set. There, and it's going to be solid, if not you know, special. But let me, real quick, before we go to break, let me just say this to everyone. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking about, oh, we got to get so much better. We got to be able to throw the ball down the field for 350 yards every game, blah, blah. Well, you have to be diversified. You've got to be able to complement the run with the pass. But remember this, who won the Super Bowl this year? How many yards do you think that quarterback had? I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. Right. How many? He was the MVP. How many yards do you think he threw for in the Super Bowl? 162 yards. Diversified. They won on two plays, special plays on the goal line, where they out-tricked the Eagles and scored instead of having to settle for a field goal. They were able to overcome the fact that even the best quarterback in the league was being held down. Offensive game plan and schematics were able to win the game. we got to get better on offense. Well, guess what, Danny? You know how many yards he threw for last year? 5,000, roughly 300 yards. 5,300 yards. I'll tell you what. Our, the quarterback that from got Minnesota, him yeah, he that threw got for him almost 4,600 yards. And they win. And they and one won a Super Bowl and one won our division. All right, time to get into the newsroom as the Hampton OB Draft Special is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Kevin Wells has the latest. First who gives it at all. This is all, I mean, no matter what the situation is. I'll do everything I possibly can to make the situation better. Have it'll be draft special sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Noah Sewell, man, a few words there. but Spinning uh, the hits as well. <laughs> yeah, not bad. A little jailhouse <laughs> rock going. with him. <laughs> Why not, right? Hey, uh, he, nice you know, hear. he was a terrific uh, middle linebacker for uh, the Ducks. And he'll fit in. He'll he'll make plays. He'll, he'll be all right. You know... Uh, Again, I was bringing up Kansas City. You know, by the way, you know, they had the draft in Kansas City. A number of things kind of jumped out at me uh, about this draft. Um, you know, for so long. The, the, when was the last time the Bears have had a winning season, three seasons in a row? It's been a while. 1988. Yeah. My 10th year in the league. That was the last time. So we haven't been doing a lot of good things, smart things, right? Okay, well... OB talks about it all the time. You know, you got to be smart. You can't be dumb. You know, the old thing, a nice guy's finish. Well, dumb guys don't finish last. They disappear. And look at all the, the coaches like Nagy and Trestman and these guys. You know, if you do dumb stuff, you, you're not going to last. This is so imperative that that our offensive staff, as you have said, OB, the excuses are being one by one eliminated by pace. Yeah, no I mean, more by Ryan Poles. Yes, that hey, we don't have enough receivers. Guess what? This receiver crew, I'd take over Detroit's. You know, other than uh, the superstar in in uh, Minnesota, 
I, I, I take yeah. them over that. Green Bay, who do they got? Nobody. Nobody. We, so uh, the offensive line, we're going to go this year with the rookie, Darnell Wright at right tackle. Then we've got the kid we signed from uh, Davis. We've got uh, white hair at center. Yeah, but you said he's Nate Davis. He said he's going to move over to center. He's going to be at center. That left uh, guard will be Tevin Jenkins, who actually played pretty darn well at right guard most of the year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. He was he wasn't the reason bad things happened. And at left tackle, Braxton Jones. You asked me about his weight workout and conditioning program this offseason. He's got to be lifting weights, Danny. I'm telling you, it's not a mystery. Day and night. He's got to be able to stop the bull rush. Bull rush. He but, cannot handle a bull rush. All that being said, we've got Robert Tanyan to help Cole Komet at tight end. Now, we got some running backs. Hey, we led the league running the ball last year. Hey, we, we can, what, what do we got to get better? We've got to be smarter and, and have systematic game plans that create opportunities for our offense. And I started, what have I been screaming about? I know, but remember, I, I talked early in the program about over the last two years, Justin Fields has had 125 catastrophe plays those are where he fumbles where he throws an interception or he gets sacked because all the anytime you have a, a, a catastrophe play essentially the drive is over so if you can minimize those say he had 60 last year and 65 the year before if you can cut that in half and just make it 30 where you only had 20 sacks five interceptions five fumbles you're talking about an offense that will go from, what are we, 31st, 32nd, and everything will be, other than running the ball? And passing on us, oh, we're basically dead last in every category. Points, everything, yeah. But it's right, you'd like to say, it's right there in front of Luke Getstein. Yes, it is. If only he, team you can beat when you play stupid is yourself. It's in his laps now. Because all the excuses, they've been systematically weeded out. Great statement, Danny. It really is. And Getsy's the guy. Now, if he's the guy that truly is in charge of our offensive scheme of things, okay? And and if he's the final say, and and what I've seen from what he what he has done, I mean, you talk about disappointing, Danny. And now, and now, Khalil Herbert, t- to me, he's as good as as any running back in the league. Should there be either somebody a little bit better? Yeah, but he's quality. We have quality at running back. But what the most important thing is that I see, Danny, is our we, our tight ends, our wideouts now. We've got big guys. We've got guys that are bullets. We've got guys that can get separation, catch the ball. They can be there game after game, week after week. Don't say bullets Don, when we're here in the city. Oh, Jesus. Why okay. do you have to say that? Uh, anyways, uh, so now you just threw me off where I was at. <laughs> but anyways, offensively, in other words, Getsy's got to put something together. You cannot start scheming again with our quarterback with our quarterback, and your key plays are scheming for him to run the football. Okay? That's not how you win in the National Football League, Getsy, Eberflus. You don't. You don't. And you've got receivers now. And uh, Danny, I can't wait to see this more. I'm going to tell you what, folks. I know this kid is terrific. And Cole Komet, he's as good as any tight end, I believe, that's out there if you utilize him. Okay, and we know what Mooney can do. And if we get our big wide out receiver, start get him in the passing game, 
we can be we could really have something here, folks. I'm telling you something. What Poles has done, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I love the Bears. I was born and raised there. Played at Proviso High School in Maywood. Went to Illinois. Played for the Chicago Bears, and we won a world championship. And sometimes I, you know, when I say I don't think, this isn't an I think. I know. I'm telling you, I really believe that this team, with the schedule that they have. And I, I I don't know. We got the idea. Some teams are going to play, but not the dates and times. But I'm telling you, Getsy, if you can come up and Everflus and get this team attacking on defense and utilizing our receivers and utilizing the entire field in the passing game, use the whole field, the strong side, the weak side, the corner routes. My God, the fly patterns. There's so many things that you could do with the receivers that we have right now. And in our division, Aaron Rodgers is out of it. In our division, I truly believe here, Danny, and I, I, I don't know if this is going way over the edge, and if it is, to hell with it. I really don't care. You know what? I really like the Bears to really do something this year. Okay. I truly do, Danny. It's in front of them, and who's got to take it from here are the coaches. No more playing this dead football game. Be aggressive and go after people on both sides of the ball. You know, in years past, you could name something and we could complain about it. We, in just two short years, we've upgraded an awful lot. Like I said, the back seven on defense, be as good as anybody in football. Now, the defensive line, Travis Smith is the coach. He has to step up and answer the call. That's it, Danny. Okay. The coaches, it's in their hands right okay. now. But, so let's go one step further. I talked earlier about the importance of first-round picks Hitting and paying off. I think it was 11 of us, of the 22 in the Super Bowl. And I'm, I, I can name it. But think about this. Last year, at the last half of the season, we had one, one first round pick on the field for your Chicago Bears. One. It was Justin Fields yep. in his second year on the job training. Nobody on defense. Roquan, after he was traded, nobody on defense. So, what I'm looking at is an offense now that a year ago had no answers now is not devoid of possibilities and talent. Think about this. You could see Justin Fields making a Pro Bowl. There was a lot of people thinking he had a chance last year. You know, who do he have to beat out? Jalen Hurts or a few other guys? I'm just saying you could project Justin Fields if he throws for 3,500 yards. He could be – okay. DJ Moore, he's a first-round pick. He will start, and he has had in five years at Carolina, you hadn't heard much about him, but he's had three 1,000-yard-plus seasons with three deadbeat quarterbacks, <laughs> three guys that are no longer you know, going to play. So, he was the key to that draft, I mean that trade that he oh, did. Oh, it's, it's, it's magnificent. Think about Cole Komet, number two, but – Cole Komet can be as good as any tight end in football. If you use him. If you utilize him. Mooney, think about his upside now that he's back. You know, when you get hurt, OB, and I don't know if you ever missed any time, you, you, you develop this, 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 this angst. You can't wait to get back because you miss it. You feel like, you know, you put your hand in a bucket of water and it displaces it and you're part of, you take your hand out. It's like you were never even there. That's the way you feel about, you know, being on a football team. I could see Mooney 
You know, he was nuts about that jugs machine last year. Yeah. He's probably right now running the jugs machine because they drafted another speedy receiver. All I'm saying is we have some talent. Darnell Wright will make the all-rookie team, and he has a chance to be a pro bowler. So now, as you and I have so aptly put, where's the problem? The pro- Danny, it's in what you just said and what I've been talking about. Where is it at? We know what the hell we're talking about. I can tell you that. Where is it lay right now, folks? Right in Eberflus's lap. He's our head coach, our offensive and defensive coordinators, and our position coach. Folks, it's in your hands. You've got some quality people here, and you've got an easy schedule. My God, it will not get any better for you. Take advantage of it. Get these kids ready to play the first play of the first game. All decisions should be over with by the time you hit the field. It's in your hands, coaches. We'll see what you do with it. Okay, when we get back, we're going to go game by game and look at next year's schedule and give you a projected record. All right, Habit will be Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Back with more in just a moment here on 720 WGN. cool thing is, you know, when the board plays out, we're best available. Uh, also hits uh, some of our needs. Uh, that always gets you excited because it pairs up really well and you, you feel really good about it. General Manager Ryan Poles talking about the way the draft board lined up for them. Happen OB's draft special sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. You know, so much of the time, the general manager is behind the scenes and he is the one that has to be held accountable for the lack of good players. The coaches can only do what, you know, what they, they're given. Well, I, I stand and applaud Ryan Poles for his first two years of of shepherding this team through the draft. Remember last year, our, our secondary was mincemeat, and he went and got a, a corner and a safety. And everybody was screaming, we need offensive linemen. Well, he found one in Braxton Jones. This year, he got one in Darnell Wright that's going to be a, a, a road grader and some defensive linemen. That, you know, we desperately have got to develop, but they have all the intangibles. They're all 6'5", 330, and, you know, all the things you look for. All that being said, you know, it it all goes back to one thing. And and in in this draft, in the big picture, OB, it was two things. Number one, protect our quarterback. Find a way to protect him by actual blocking, but schematically getting the ball out quicker, bootlegs. Don't put him in harm's way. So, number one, protect our quarterback. Number two, find somebody can get their quarterback. That's the two big issues the Bears have got to grapple with between now and the opening game in September. I believe they've addressed that, Danny. And I think it's all right. Where's the ball right now? It's right in the coach's corner, right in their laps, my friend. You know, I, let me just say, you, you, you still are in the, uh, the waiting wings about Justin Fields. I was thinking about this. Okay. We know Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Burrow and, 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 and Justin Herbert, they're the next two best players at that position. Okay. After those three, after the, who would you trade our quarterback for right now, today? Well, how about Dan Jones from the New York Giants? Mac Mac Jones from the Patriots? Nope. Josh Allen from the Bills? Kyler Murray from the Cardinals? Joe Burrow from the Bengals? 
and Jalen Hurts from Philly. I wouldn't Excuse trade him me. for Hurts. I wouldn't trade Excuse him for Hurts. Excuse me. Oh, give me a break. Hurts has had everything handed to him on a platter. Dan, we'll, never we'll defend a watch. weak position. Yeah, could he make enough plays to win a Super Bowl? I Everything mean, was I, in his corner. He you didn't just do it. asked me, and I just gave you the players. Well, you gave what, me. What I has agree Justin with Justin Fields done. Two I'm years just, here. What has he done? What has he done with this yes. bunch of mor- morons coaching him? That's what I'm. That's asking. what I'm saying. What has he done? Hey, think about this. What every other coach in the National Football League is a moron. D- D- Daniel like Jones, Kansas City, he's Daniel, a moron. Daniel Jones is now coached by the coach that made uh, 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 Josh uh, Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm just saying, there is a lineage you with these coaches. And I gave you the names, pal. <laughs> okay, They're who? all winners, Danny. They've all won their divisions. They're all top-flight quarterbacks. Uh, hey, you, I'm just telling you. And I gave you the answer. Uh, okay, here's one you can think about. I think we can win every home game next year. We have Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, Vegas. All of those guys are beatable. Well, Get it done. Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And half of the I, road games. I'm aboard. I'm on board. I love what New Foles Orleans has done. Forget him. Tampa what, Bay's in disarray. We're, we're not Cleveland, talk, Washington. What you were saying is their quarterback, Justin Fields, the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. No. When you tell me, you named three, and I said, are there any more? And I named five more. That's the answer, okay, my friend. So that he's better than 27 other ones in the league, okay? Well, I'm a, who would you rather have? Joe Burrow or Justin Fields? I just, who would you I, rather have? I just Kyler told you. Murray? Huh? Hell no. I wouldn't trade Josh for anybody Allen. other than those four. Josh <laughs> Allen, so Herbert, I, I got, Mahomes, I named them, and, and Burrow. Those four. You walked into a storm. Nope. It's yes, good, you did. Good to see you guys are in midseason form. It's only the draft. This is perfect. I like that. Just you know, kind of pace yourselves, right? Listen, you know I what love him. He's like, he's like a little brother to me. I love him. I but Danny, guess what? This one, I got you. you, you know, I got you. Yes, I did. You know what the monkey said when he got his tail caught in the lawnmower? I don't know. What. It won't be long now. We'll see you come September. All right. Thanks for <laughs> listening to our draft show today. Again, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Big thanks to Jack Heinrich and Eli Burke behind the scenes helping us out here today as well. Uh, Bears draft choices. We'll uh, go through them more tomorrow when uh, we join you with Dean Richards' show starting at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. And that is what we were going to do at that point. Well, Dan and I won't be here. No, you won't. But you know, I'll be, I'll, you'll be with me, right? In spirit, at least, right? Absolutely. Sure, whatever. <laughs> oh, Thanks a lot. Heaven will be special. Yeah. Special has been sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. He's, <laughs> He's a little touchy.